Happy holidays. Merry Christmas week. Welcome everybody to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you so much for joining us today. Getting a little festive on this Monday. Uh, a little bit of a different Monday show. We're not going to be tackling the latest Star Wars news because after the giant explosion of the Disney's investor call information coming from Lucasfilm, there hasn't been a lot going on. Some stuff, obviously, Jeremy Bullock passed away, the original Boba Fett, so we have to say rest in peace to him. Uh, pretty cool that he was still alive to see uh, that Boba Fett was indeed alive and uh, continuing on, so maybe he enjoyed seeing that aspect of it. But rest in peace to Jeremy Bullock. But uh, James and Lacey with me, as always. Um, How's it going, guys? How are you? You guys look very festive today. I'm doing good, man. Um, I'm excited because I have this sweater now. <laughs> you got the sweater. <laughs> this is a new a new addition uh, via the podcast. So because we were doing some holiday stuff, I went out and got the uh, the Star Wars holiday sweater. Nice. And uh, it's good. It has a good fit. Nice. It's nice. It seems warm. Yeah. You look you look like you're comfortable. That's good. <laughs> you look like you look like you're comfortable. Yeah, look at your hat. It's so fluffy. <laughs> oh me? Oh yeah. So I got the uh, the Star Wars Celebration Empire Strikes Back Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah. See, me and Lacey went traditional winter, and you went Hawaiian. It's Hawaiian got winter. like snow on it though. Yeah, it has snow. In <laughs> no, it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it it has it has a, a Luke Skywalker in a dead tauntaun on here somewhere. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That what is it the Hawaiian song that there's there's a Christmas Christmas one? Melakaliki Maka. Yes, that one. It's I a, love that it, one. It's a wise way to say mm. Merry Christmas to you. That's what you're doing right now. You're channeling that. Yes. I love and what what are you mm-hmm. what are you channeling? Grogu? What do you got going on? I have Grogu. I got mm-hmm. this from TJ Maxx back in October. I mm-hmm. saw it and I was like, I will never see this again. So yes. I bought it. Nice. Um, All right. Cool. Yeah. It's good. Um so yeah, a little and different lights. episode. I have lights. Oh, yes. You do have some lights behind you for those watching on YouTube uh, over Han and Luke <laughs> as stormtroopers. I like that. Uh, and across and, and beyond. Um, they yeah, basically lo- threw up. I wish you guys could have seen a video of me putting them up because it was literally <laughs> like, <laughs> and just see what happened. Works. Merry Christmas. Very festive. <laughs> Um, yeah, a little different episode today. We're not uh, doing the news, but we are going to be tackling uh, your questions and also uh, your Favorite moments of the podcast this year, which we'll get into later. And of course, the Patreon Padres. We have Andrew up this week. Uh, but yeah, we wanted to get to what your questions are heading into 2021 and beyond for Star Wars. So we'll get to that in just a bit. Before we do that, just a reminder, the Mando Fan Show this past Friday, our friend Stephen Ford uh, joined us from the Ascender YouTube channel. He's also uh, a director and actor. Uh, we talked about the fi- the final episode of season two. Uh, th- there's not much to say about it right now. Obviously, you've seen it. You got our takes on it on the Mando Fan Show. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Uh, very excited to look forward to season three. But um, yeah, and the, but, the, but the Mando Fan Show is not done yet. Because as a lot of you know, we have the Mando Code. We have one number left that we're going to give away on our season recap show on January 8th, Friday night. We're still going to be doing that live. And we should be joined by our friend Clayton Sandell. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to be able to make that with us. And we're going to recap season two, give you the final Mando code number, let you know how to enter right then and there live on the show to win that bounty that we've been talking about every week. Uh, so we'll, good luck to all of you there. And we hope to see you on our season recap show. Um, now we do have some giveaways to get into here. We did partner, as I just mentioned about this shirt, we partnered with Star Wars Celebration, Repop and Lucasfilm. And we're going to give away some items. Uh, even though Celebration didn't happen this year, uh, Celebration goes on. We still celebrate Star Wars. And what comes with that? 
merchandise and the stuff. Uh, the less swag stuff all that so Stiff. we have a couple of giveaways to announce the first one is on twitter so make sure you are following us at rbatswnn uh and to enter this one look for our tweet that we're posting today and it's going to be giving away the geeky tiki uh i have it so i don't know where it is it's the geeky tiki <laughs> pairing of uh mando and grogu uh, one is like a shot glass. One is a giant 20 ounce uh, tiki ceramic mug. I have mug. the Grogu one. You have the Grogu one? Okay. Yeah, I have the item here actually, so I'll bust it out. It's super cute. I have a Yoda cute. one. Grogu. So yeah, you Force can win this. I use my Yoda one for pens. Yeah. <laughs> so just retweet the tweet. Make sure you're following us and we'll announce next week who wins this. Uh, limited edition Star Wars Celebration, The Mandalorian and The Child. It still says in the box, The Child, because they made it before the big Grogu reveal. Um, Who's The Child? Yeah, yeah who that. is it? <laughs> and then we have another one. Uh, we're doing Instagram <gasps> too. So what you're going to do is follow us on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. Uh, like this post that's for the giveaway and also tag a friend who you would take with you to Star Wars Celebration. So uh, there's going to be a lot of fighting about this. You didn't tag me. I can't believe you didn't tag me. Just tag one, <laughs> tag one person and you'll be entered to win. And you're going to get the Star Wars Celebration yearless, so timeless tote bag with Darth Vader on the back. Also, you're getting this a Star Whoa. Wars Celebration 2020 pin and a keychain of C-3PO. So that's going to end. Oh, uh, a plush of C-3PO as well. The, the roll plush. Yeah. So we're excited to uh, do that. So enter both of those and good luck to you. Uh, for that. Uh, is there anything else we have to get to? Very cool. Nah, dog. All right. So um, instead of resistance report, we're going to get into ask the resistance where we're going to go through all of your questions and uh, we're going to try to burn through them because we tried to put as many questions as possible on here. So we're going to try to steamroll through these and see how we do. So are you guys ready to go? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? The first question is That's from... That kind of angry. Yes. <laughs> yes. The first question is from Jeff Rogue Squadron Skywalker. He's ready for that movie, I guess. Uh, at R.I.P. Burt Convy. Uh, and he said, do you think Ahsoka and or the Rangers of the New Republic could debut before season three of The Mandalorian? Uh, no, I don't think so. Because if Kenobi's not and, and Andor's not and they're filming before this show, there's no way that this show would debut before next Christmas. That's Did my they announce debut dates for Kenobi and Andor? Well, they're both 2022. They did say 2022? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. Wait, 20... Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yep. My, my brain was already putting me in 2021. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, that's next year. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys... this? You, um, yeah, what are your thoughts on this, this one? Uh, for me, I... I I agree. I also was thinking the same thing that um, the only way that this would be possible is if they, you know, th there were rumors that the Boba Fett show was happening and other stuff like that. And maybe that had something to do with filming. But uh, as far as we know right now, the, the shows are clearly not filming or would not have already filmed. Um, they're very open about when these shows um, like they aren't open about animation, but they are very open about the live action stuff. When when the production starts and when filming is happening, we usually know when that's happening. And and if these other shows either haven't started or are just now starting, um, there's no way this show makes the deadline before season three of The Mandalorian. It's almost even a question of we're talking season four, like that. That's a higher debate. Yeah. 
Lacey, what do you think? I agree. Yeah. I I think you guys said it well. Right. Said the answer well. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'll try to rotate us around so we don't steal it's each other's answers here. But um, it's not stealing. We all think the same thing. Ding ding the, ding. The next one is from uh, Big Trevbo, but Big Trevbo these days is going by In Grogu I Trust at Spin Up the FTL. <laughs> Me too. Uh, he said, where's Star Wars going in the future? The past, the future, mix of both. Where are we headed? Lacey, where are we headed? Are we going... I, I, it seems like a, a lot of everything, but where where do you think overall Star Wars is headed timeline-wise? I, I was going to say a mix of both slash everything. Like you said, John, uh, we have Rogue Squadron, which is supposedly taking... Well, not supposedly. They described it as taking the saga into the future which means that it's probably post the rise of Skywalker, if not around that time. Um, then we have all the High Republic stuff, which is clearly in the past. And then we have all these things that are falling in between uh, with the Rangers and the Ahsoka stuff. So I think everything, which I'm okay with, give me all the Star Wars at all the different times. I'll take it all. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you on that one. James, uh, same, same thoughts here or where are you at? Um, well, I guess, uh, the same thoughts, but a little more detailed because I, I don't, I don't know that we are going past the rise of Skywalker. I don't think the future is in, in the cards right now. Um, I think for the next foreseeable future where they say we've laid out our timeline for the next three to five years, I think all of this stuff takes place from the high Republic leading up to the force awakens. So you don't think rogue squadron is after because it said Rogue Squadron no. is the future of the saga, or taking the saga into the future. Because it's the next movie. I, okay. I don't fair. know. I, I don't necessarily um, completely... I'm not completely sold that that is post-Rise of Skywalker just because they say it's the next big adventure, you know? And some, some people... I feel like it's not connected to the main storyline and it's new people and mm-hmm. it's just another direction. Some are Maybe. speculating that the Lando show could have um, Billy D narrating from the future and talking about the past. So that could be another thing. So who knows? But maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next one. Stephen Bowman at Stephen A. Bowman. Uh, if any of the upcoming Star Wars series were to spawn companion video games, which would you want it to be? Lacey, you're, you're the biggest gamer of the three of us. What do you think? Um, Upcoming Star Wars series, probably... Oh, I have two answers to this. Obviously, a Kenobi game would be really, really cool, depending on where he goes. Um, but I also like the idea of the Andor series being a game, kind of like a battlefront, where you have to battle other teams and stuff and different mm. maps, like a battlefront. Mm. Um, That's cool. I would prefer that because I'm a big FPS person. Uh, I prefer that over the uh, puzzle challenge uh, RPG type stuff. All right. That's cool. James, how about you? Uh, Honestly, my thought on this was that they are not going to allow you to control a main character because they Star Wars these days generally likes to put you in like a controlled like you create your own character kind of world so i don't think you would ever control obi-wan or lando or cassian or anything like that so the one that popped out to me was rangers of the new republic um ea said that they were uh they've started working on a new game and they've also mentioned you know fallen order i believe 
Um, so that's like its own separate thing. That's not what they're talking about. It's a new Star Wars property game. So this is happening, and I think it's going to be pretty big. If I had to guess, based on this, since they just did uh, Squadrons, uh, it won't be the movie related. It's got to be one of these shows. And if it's one of these shows, I'm thinking it's Rangers of the New Republic. And I think you're going to be able to um, create your own Ranger and go on missions with a group of people and you'll be on different planets like on the ground. Sometimes you'll do aerial stuff um, and they'll just be able to mix it up and kind of give you that open world um, quote unquote because I know it's never really open world, but it's kind of open world. Right. Um, that could be a lot, of, a lot of fun just kind of uh, flying around and trying to solve mysteries and break cases and catch bounty hunters and stuff like that that'd be cool i'd play that i do like the idea of being able to not be restricted on where you go and just be like let me go check this out just because i want to i like that idea Mm -hmm. Um, i thought that was going to be fallen order and then they're like you can go anywhere you want on one of these three planets (laughs) inside this box (laughs) i uh I, I don't know. Maybe the Acolyte thing, even though we don't know too much about it. But if it's, Ooh, that would be cool. If it's Sith-related, I think a Sith-based video game could be pretty interesting because we haven't really... Mm-hmm. I, like, I'm all down with the you know squadron and the X-Wing and the fighting uh, rebel stuff. Uh, I feel like that's been beaten over the head, though. Like, give me some, like, give me some real f- like first-priority Sith-based video game. I think that could be interesting. The only the only hang up on that one for me was just that it was very that seems very close to Fallen Order. And if they're already True. they're moving forward with Fallen Order 2, it would be like they did the Jedi version and the Sith version and it's the same game. Yeah. True. Um all right, next all right. we have OT Nix at this is Nix. Uh who would you put money on to win in a droid triple threat match based on verbal <laughs> battle of wits and snarky comebacks? C3PO, K2SO, or L337. Happy holidays and thank you so much for everything this year. I love you. We know. Yes, we, know. <laughs> we love you too, Nick. We know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. John, I, I feel like I know who your answer would be and it's mm. not on this list. It would be R2D2. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That would be mine. Um, in this one, I, I would rule out C3PO because he doesn't like confrontation. Um, uh, unless it's with R2. Like, he likes getting muscly with R2, but anyone else, it's just not his business. I would give it to L337 because I feel like she's a little sassier than K2. I feel like K2 is more of like uh, like a dumb puppy who just kind of uh, is very literal and not as wise guy-ish. L337 has mm-hmm. some digs, and she doesn't. She has no problem getting into it. So I would go with L3. What about you guys? Yeah, I think L337, which is funny because I'm looking at this and I'm like, C3PO is James, K2SO is John, and I'm L337. Wait, I'm a dumb dog? What is that? No, I thought that before you said that, and I just took it as he's really sarcastic, and you Mm. can be very sarcastic. And then I'm in the middle going... No confrontation, but very knowledgeable. Like just watching the two of you go back and forth, like that works. And I said my L three three seven for myself because she just yells until people are like, okay, and that's kind of what I do. Mm. Um, Yeah, I I I would go L three three seven too. I I I think we're all in the same boat. I don't think C three PO is a contender, Um, and K two I think would would sit and take it and like process the whole thing that L3 was like dishing on him. Mm -hmm. And then when she got mad and walked away, he would say something like funny, like, well, that went well, you know, or something (laughs) like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so uh, L3 takes the taco here. Um, all right, next one up is Marty Beaumont at Marty Beaumont. What is up? Way to get your handle, Martin. Very proud of you. Um, <laughs> with speculation that Cara Dune will be in Rangers of the New Republic, do you think that it's likely in light of recent negative fan reaction? Uh, do you think it's likely that she will be in light of negative fan reaction? If so, can that character carry a show or will it need a new lead character? What do you guys think? James, what do you think on this one? Um, I mean, I'm not normally like political or paying attention to this kind of stuff. Um, generally, I mean, for, first and foremost, the show is not called Caratoon. It's called Rangers of the New Republic. So it, I think like it's it's not necessarily like her show, but it would be like a co-lead or she would be involved in the show um, is, is the first thing that I would think. But then on top of that, too, um, I think if if any one of her like recent comments was crazy enough that it would be a problem, then she would, it would have probably already been addressed or she probably would have already been let go. And I think that when it comes to this business kind of stuff, I think they generally just try to look at these types of things as like, that's their opinion. And it's not going to necessarily like, um, I don't know, nose, nosedive the career or anything like that. Cause I mean, famous people say crazy stuff all the time and they still are, you know, um, doing what they're doing. And I don't mean famous as in like celebrity. Well, I don't mean famous as in like television entertainment stuff too. I mean like politics or sports or anything like that. Um, people say crazy stuff all the time. They don't necessarily get like kicked off of a sports team or something. It does. Um, it happens, but I don't think anything that's happening right now, um, in this situation, um, uh, warrants anything to like, you know, take a a show away or, or a contract that is, you know, a, a promised, um, thing in the future so i i don't know I, it's crazy though this Who is knows? this is a weird thing because people are just assuming she's in this show like it hasn't been officially announced so we're doing a lot of speculation yeah. on that so we're basing is this going to happen based on something that's speculation so it's very interesting but for argument's sake let's assume she is supposed to be in the show Lacey, do you think she will be and do you think if she is she could carry a show on her own gina carano um if she's meant to be in the show she's going to be in the show whether fans like it or not, I don't think John Favreau cares. I don't think Disney cares, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a business thing. Like they see it as, like James said, it's like your opinion. You say what you want, but we're moving forward with whatever. Um, as long as she's good on set and nice to people and does her job, I could see them just keeping her in the show if it makes sense for that character in the storyline that being said what was the second question sorry can she carry a show can she carry a show absolutely not (laughs) i she i'm I'm glad you said that i thought you were gonna say absolutely and i was like absolutely not she in the last episode with bill burr he acted around her like six times and he's been in two episodes and he had a more memorable scene than she's had in the entire series and her lines were really wooden like she's clearly a secondary character like that she's the person that's there to react to and put quips in here and there but is she going to carry a series like pedro pascal absolutely not and i don't expect her to i think they're going to find someone else to carry that show and have her be a part of it um maybe not even the whole time maybe she's only in it to start it off and then it goes off in another direction but no she is not going to be carrying this show and i don't think people should expect that 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Um, I do find it interesting that people, before Gina said anything controversial, people were like, people would get mad at people who said she wasn't a good actor. Now they're like, oh, she's a bad person? All right, she's a terrible actor. Like, they're just like, what? We should be able to just say if someone's not a good actor, whether they're a good person or not, I think. So I think at least mm-hmm. now people are being more honest about it. Um, so I think people should be more honest uh, when it comes to that stuff. But yeah, I think she's going to be in it. I agree. Like if you, peep, I think Star Wars fans, any fan that includes us of anything that's a diehard fan uh, sometimes loses sight of the big picture of the general audience. And I always like to put myself in the shoes of the general audience. Most people probably don't even know what, what Gina Carano's na- na- name is. Like, your general, yeah. I watched The Mandalorian. What was her name? The one with the hair and the thing? Oh, yeah, she was cool. Um, and then, if they don't know who she is, she, they definitely don't know what she's saying online. Uh, on whatever, you know, Instagram stories she's doing or right. whatever. So, people have right. no idea that she's spouting stuff about elections and all that stuff. They have no clue. So, uh, and Disney's just like, yeah... We're leaving her in because it would be such a disaster for us to change all that around. Uh, and if you look at her... Unless she her- unless she offends somebody, like, on the show. You know, like, if, if well, John was Favreau say, was like, what the heck? I was about you to know? Say, like, if you look at her, some of her recent posts, like, Pedro Pascal still liking them, uh, still posting pictures in solidarity with her. Other cast members are mm-hmm. liking them. Other Star Wars people are liking her posts. So... Uh, they they get along, so that that's what's going to happen. She's going to still be in. Can she carry show? Absolutely not. She is a heinous actor. Um, yeah. yeah, you are allowed to have differing opinions in the world, you know. And yeah. I think that that it's just even if you totally don't agree with what she's saying, you can still say ah, that's my coworker. You know, yeah. Not every coworker gets along. I think we've all worked in situations mm-hmm. where we're like, I can't stand that guy. Or, you know. And why isn't that person being fired? And it's like because they do their job, right? And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up, we have Tony Rossi at Tony Rossi Media. What's going on, Tony? Uh, if you played Dejaric with Chewbacca, would you let him win? Uh, I would. <laughs> I get super competitive, so this is a hard question. But at the end of the day, if he was sitting across from me, you know, seven foot something fur growling at me, I'd probably let him win too. Like, unless I was Han and I was like his best friend, I'm like, he's not going to rip my arms off. I would because right. I am competitive too. But if it was me, and I I met Chewie last year at the Rise of Skywalker. He, didn't, he we got along pretty well. But uh, if I sat down in front of him, I don't think we had that connection yet. Mm. Uh, that I think he would get kind of physical. He did like a, your tie. That was a pretty too. sweet. Like that was a pretty sweet brag you did there, John. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I've met Chewbacca before. Oh, that's right. I met him at Galaxy's Edge. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You met him at the Warp Tour in 09. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, here's the thing, guys, is I, I don't I don't think this is a question of would I let him win because that assumes that I would be good enough at Dejaric to beat him. Honestly, I, I think I have this theory now because of this question that the first time he ever played the game was with Beckett and Beckett was, w- was showing him the ropes. And then from then he hung out with Han and he learned all this stuff about the game. And when we see him play against R2 and later against like all the other um, uh, Poe and, and Finn and stuff, I think he's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and that argues the point that he cheats. Now, granted also maybe he cheats and if he cheats, <laughs> I'm not going to catch that. I'm just going to be there and be like, I don't know, he's beating me. Somehow he's beating me. I would never be in the situation that I would be even close to winning, so I would never have to worry about him 
uh, losing or yeah him losing that was kind of left out there that poe and uh finn both accused him of cheating and that was not you think resolved. He's cheating? Yeah, he's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> episode ten. Yeah, that's the plot of episode ten. Uh, all right, Lacey. So uh, you're very competitive. Your ultimate decision is that you would let him win, though. Yeah, I said that. I no, said I if know. He was sitting right mm-hmm. across all from right. me and growling at me. I'd say, "Yep, have a good all day." Right. All right. And then I go into the cockpit, cockpit, and go punch it. What if the Millennium Falcon was on the line, and if you beat him, you had a chance to own it? I couldn't take that away from Chewie. <laughs> okay. All right. It's a good it, answer. It would make me feel bad. Like, that's his home. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, and what's good about the Falcon is their toilets are in enclosed spaces. So no border. You have a real big obsession with sport. space toilets lately. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be sanitary. <laughs> you keep bringing them up. You got to be <laughs> like sanitary. Like, you went up on the Mando fan show for like five your vac- minutes. Your vac tube needs to be sanitary. Um, oh, all right. Someone Micah, should get you one for Christmas. I, I have one. I have one. No, I meant a space toilet. I have them. I do. I have one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Micah Harrison at Micah X Machina said, if the Lando show were not to cast Donald Glover in the titular role, I, I don't care how old I am. That word is just perverse. Titular. Uh, do you think fandom would be soothed by an older Lando via Billy D reprising his iconic performance as the narrator? Uh, hmm. I don't know how they're going to sell this movie without Donald Glover. Like show, the fact show, that show, he was, show. sorry, show. I don't know how they even were able to announce it without him tied to it. To me that like was, I was like, wait, what? And like, I assumed automatically yeah. that he was. So I, I I can bounce off here. I think there's no way that show happens if it if Donald Glover doesn't agree to do it. Right. Um. I think because I was I was concerned with that too. Why would they announce this and not have him attached? That seems crazy. So maybe I'm thinking they're in negotiations. They announce the show and they're using the announcement of the show and the fan uh hype on the show and the excitement behind it as leverage to get him to do the show because if if he says no then they say we're not moving forward with it and it'll eventually get leaked that it's because donald glover wanted too much money or something along those lines yeah and i think i think they're using it as leverage right now so announcing it is him sitting there going Ooh, oh, right, right. he's he's like mad about it now. Um, and they're probably going to have to come to agreement because it's too late. We already announced it, buddy. You're, you're on. They, you got to be on. They bring in like Michael B. Jordan just for a meeting and, and send a and, and like Bob Chappick and Kathleen Kennedy send an Instagram picture out with Michael B. Jordan or somebody. And they're like, hey, Donald. And he's like. No, that's my I'm yeah. Lando. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if he's if he stands his ground, then they have the money to do it. They can still make it happen. They don't have to go back on their word. They but paid Harrison Ford fifty playing... million dollars, so they got money. <laughs> yeah, but playing Her- the game right now, Donald um, Glover's not Harrison Ford. I think yes, he's probably he is. What's going Childish on. Gambino, Donald Glover is. Donald Glover, get- a movie star, is not Harrison Ford money. Is a yes, movie star. but when you sign on Donald Glover, you're also signing on Childish Gambino. It's the same person. So because he has that, from my own experience of working in Comic-Cons, they looked into having him at shows. He wanted a million bucks for like two hours. 
I, you know, that's, you know, yeah, that's fair. How I, big is Childish Gambino? Pretty big. I think he's like he five. One of he's big. I think he's like five eight, five nine. Yeah. <laughs> this Good is one, America John. was the biggest song two years ago, like the biggest song of the year. He might be the greatest recording artist of all time. He's not making fifty million dollars to play Lando Calrissian. That's all I'm saying. It's all about negotiation. People get crazy amounts of money. If, I'll say this: If I was Disney, I'd be like, "Goodbye, <laughs> see you, Lando. We're bleeding out money, and we're not paying you fifty million to come play Lando." For Maybe three that's hours. why they haven't signed on yet, is because you know they would have given him the money well, he wanted. I but would this like year to know so what his terrible. I want to know what his highest income is as an actor in his career. <clears throat> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I'm I'm really uh, I don't know. He'll be he'll he'll. he'll I think be back. it's negotiations. Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah. I don't think they have the money I to don't give think him they... right now. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, we didn't answer the question. <laughs> if they didn't cast him, I don't think they'll I, go I think forward. We're all assuming so that re- that's not yeah. a possibility. Yeah. So the but question yeah, but... is null and void. For for <laughs> argument's sake, I'll I'll just say Billy D would make fans feel better, of course, if he popped in. Yeah. Sure, but still. Um, which would be cool. Everyone thinks it's going to be some sort of narrated based, um, like Wonder Years type of Lando thing. It could, I don't know. It could be interesting. Um, all right. Next we have Rebel Scum Texan at Rebel Scum Texan. What was the best Christmas gift each of you has received? Who gave it to you? And what does it mean to you? I, I had such a hard time with this. I, I, I'm still, I don't know. Do you guys have a definitive on this? Are we talking about like Star Wars gifts? No, any, no. any gift. Any gift? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> At least Star Wars, I can maybe narrow it down. I have no idea. I I don't really think like I. When you say narrow it down, I'm like, I I guess I have to pick one, and it's not even really that great. But the the thing was is like, mine would probably be when my brother in law stood in line on Black Friday. Uh, like overnight practically to get a Wii like the year that everybody was wanting. Nice, yeah. Um, yeah. And what's funny is I, actually when I say that, I don't even think it was the year. This is how popular they were, if anybody remembers. I don't even think it was the year they came out. It was the following year they were still like impossible to get. And everybody was like, I want a Wii. got to get a Wii. So he waited in line and, um, gotta get a and got me that. And I was really surprised. And it's probably the most expensive gift I've ever been given. Um, on Halloween or on Christmas Um, I mean I begged my parents for like you know Sega Genesis when I was little and I got one it was a big deal Uh, probably Star Wars-y when I was little I begged them for the Phantom Menace Monopoly game when Phantom Menace came out and they got me that and it was the gold box and I have it still like that was something that I was like oh my god but like older I don't really know I mean I guess I have a, a framed thing where it has like film slides from the movie that was pretty cool but i can't think of anything that i'm like oh my god best christmas ever yeah i i i think mine might be video game based like i think when like when i we got our sega genesis and then like my sister opened one thing and it was sonic and i opened another thing and yeah, it was another yeah. game and it's just like exactly ah! and my mom's like mm-hmm. oh you gotta open this one first because if you open the game the little game yeah. first then you're like oh i'm getting a genesis so you had to like my mom was like like situating the boxes. My mom did the same thing. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know who's listening to this. Santa situated the boxes under the tree in a certain <laughs> way. 
so that uh, we opened that first. Because it's so funny. I, I got to throw my uh, sister-in-law under the bus here. We, we had gotten my dad. We all chipped in and got my dad a PS4 for Christmas one year. And my sister-in-law accidentally handed him the game first. And he opened the game. And he's like, we, no. don't, have a, we don't have a PS4. What is this? Like, Does he have an accent like that? Well, well, yeah, we're from Long Island originally. So he still has a little bit of an accent. Um, all right. Uh, that did that actually did. It's funny that we're all video games because it also to to add to it's that a big it deal reminded when you're a kid. me. Uh, I did get a PS2 for Christmas, and I remember I remember at the end of that Christmas, I was sitting in front of like the six games that I had, and I was like, I don't even know where to begin. It was like Final Fantasy X and like and like Metal Gear, like Sons yeah. of Liberty and stuff, and I was just like, I don't even know where to start. I was just so pumped. It's yeah. all about trying a game and sucking at it and be like, all right, what's next? I was pretty one. pumped yeah, to get a Furby. You can only devote like a half an hour. A Furby? Back in the day. Mm-hmm. I was pretty pumped to get a Furby when I was little. And then I got a second Furby. And then they came out with Furby babies. And I wanted one of those. So my parents got me one of those. But then my uncle got me one. And I was like, but I have too many already. And I started crying. And it was the most embarrassing thing ever. Lacey, are you <laughs> are you to like 23? You know what? It's funny because I posted a couple photos of like show your age and someone was like, what are you, 40? And I was like, 40? 40. No, I just thought because I'm like, when I think of Furbies, I'm like, I think I was in high school. <laughs> Furbies? I was in middle school and Furbies came out. That uh, makes sense. All right. That does make um, sense. All right. Uh, now we're going to go to questions from our resistance officers via Patreon. So we want to thank everyone for supporting us over there. Uh, yes. uh, we'll, we'll get to more of that in a little bit. Um, but here they, here they go. So we have Admiral JM. Uh, thank you so much for the question, JM. Uh, since Filoni quote unquote fixed the prequels with the Clone <laughs> Wars, do you think he's been tasked with quote fixing the sequels with all the current and future content? So uh, I'm going to jump quick on this one and just say, I think, um, I understand what he's saying. But in terms of this, this happens a lot. And I think it's because Star Wars fans just lean on Filoni. The Mandalorian is written by Jon Favreau. And he is, it's show run by Jon Favreau. And it was created by Jon Favreau. And I feel like sometimes Star Wars fans are skipping over the fact that if Jon Favreau wasn't involved with this production, it would be a complete disaster. So, uh, <laughs> I you can't, you can't say it would be a complete disaster. If, if it was just Dave Filoni. Like oh, what if it was Steven Spielberg? Oh no, that's I'm just saying. Like the people Depends. are like, which Spielberg yeah. are you getting? Are you getting AI Spielberg or like what? Jurassic Park Spielberg? I, I'm just yeah, I'm just saying. It's like Favreau is great, but I mean, and Spiel, I think Spielberg's not of, a writer either; he's a director. So yes, it would be a disaster if it was Spielberg well, and Filoni. Yeah, um, but my point is that people go right to Filoni, like it's all Filoni, Filoni, Filoni. But um, it's not. But I think I, it's because he brings in the little bits of lore I, and stuff that connect everything together that I, I, Favreau I would that. not probably get. I, I don't think he's been tasked. With yeah, if it was just Favreau, this thing would be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, because Iron Man, Iron Man stunk. Happy holidays. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Man just got it started. He was just making stuff up. Elf, Elf was horrible. Get, get out of here. Um, I, I don't think I don't think he's been tasked with fixing the sequels because I don't think Disney thinks the sequels need to be fixed. Um, mm-hmm. So they made a lot of money, and uh, that's all a, that matters. Yeah, a lot of young fans yeah. love Ray and all that stuff. So I think it's it's not one of those things to me. I don't know. If if you guys uh, have listened in the in to me for a while now, I've said that I am a fan of retcon. I like it when things 
get tweaked and and added to and kind of changes the perspective in order to like fill it in and tie things together and all that. I think that stuff helps it. And um, you know, That's the why you Clone like Rogue Wars One. isn't necessarily. Yeah, I guess so. That's like um, the ultimate, the clone... right? Why? Because it goes back and it tells the story of how they got the plans. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess so. But it's not okay. It's not fixing anything. Right? Why weren't there so, any Bothans yeah. in that movie? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that generally when you're talking about how much hype went into uh, the movies, and that's prequels and sequels, you're going to have people that say they didn't like it or whatever, and it's not necessarily a task to fix it. It's just you only have you know two hours, two hours, and two hours, mm-hmm. and once you start adding ancillary material around that, that kind of helps to explain that story. Um, a lot of people will look at it like it's it's fixing the problem that was was there, and it's like, no, it's not fixing the problem. It's just telling you more. <laughs> we only had two hours to tell you the bits and pieces, but as the story expands over the years, you'll see that all of it connects and all of it comes together in a really nice way, whether it was intended to be that way or not. Um, right. it, it eventually just works its way out. It's like, like a sandcastle that just kind of gets, you know, all flush again. Um, so even though that's a weird example, cause it's going from great to not great, <laughs> but yeah. you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I like it when when there are problems and questions, not at first, but when they inevitably kind of um, tell the ultimate stories that explain those things. That's where I feel like Star Wars um, like locks it in with like fans. Yeah, I, I think fixing is just a tricky word to use, but um, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, Lacey, what do you think? I think you guys gave great answers, and I have oh, nothing right. to add to that. All right, well, we're gonna start. Uh, I don't even know what the question is next, but we're going to start with Commander Joey. No, sorry. Uh, yes, Commander Joey. Yeah. Uh, Commander Joey asked, they announced a lot of new Star Wars shows in the investor call, but what's a dream Star Wars product that they haven't announced yet? Uh, and then he sniped us. He said, aside from the obvious inevitable solo follow-up, of course, <laughs> make Solo 2 happen. So he, Joey, yeah. Joey just um, sniped you said, my answer right out of the gate there. But. To, to clarify that, you, you said product. Uh, dream Star Wars project. Project, yeah. Product yeah. the Ray Yellow Lightsaber Project <laughs> Episode Ten. Ooh. With Ray. Alright. Right. That's good. I want to see that. Uh James, you have a- I don't have a product. Um, <laughs> he didn't ask product. Just <laughs> I know he didn't ask product. I was Lacey so quick with the answer though. <laughs> um for project for me, it's Thrawn. Thrawn TV show, live action. I think that would be probably the coolest um i mean the knights of the old republic and stuff but like i don't know anything about that and i feel a little more personally invested in thrawn and having read the most recent novel that is setting up the trilogy and stuff i'm like that world is just is just really cool and it's right over there and you could do it and you could make it popular like the mandalorian and they just they haven't done it yet and i think eventually they'll go there but um, I wish I got to see you when they said Thrawn. I wish I got to see that reaction from you, James. He missed it. He, he, he missed it. He didn't. He didn't. No. Uh, <laughs> in the Mandalorian, yeah. when they said Thrawn, I wish I'm I could have been there. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that'd be interesting. I mean, maybe it happens. 
So maybe your dream, <laughs> yeah. Maybe your dreams come true like soon. Um, <laughs> oh, no. yeah. yeah. Maybe it happened Friday. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, we, yeah. Um, yeah. We get a secret trailer at the end. Uh, my my dream project would be an Ahsoka series. Um, no, uh, I think mine would be um, young Palpatine learning um, under Plagueis and then uh, killing him and doing the whole story that he told to Anakin to see how much of that he told accurately and also just seeing uh, the biggest baddie in Star Wars become that guy because we know that Starring backstory. Starring Matt Smith? Of course. Yeah, of course. Matt Smith. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, I think Anthony and Gruber... Uh, Sebastian Stan looks a lot like Ian McDiarmid, um, or Steve Buscemi. So take your pick, folks. Uh, maybe Millie Bobby Brown. John, I let. Li- I don't know. I like that you took the the good perspective on that. With when they inevitably do something in that show that doesn't line up with the story, you assume he told the he told the story incorrectly, and this is what really happened. Yeah. Versus the creators of the. Uh, show messed it up no right right right, right. Yeah. well I, he's a liar so we know that um he, whatever he had to do to manipulate anakin but i think it'd be a cool story to tell especially with you know what we know about his um backstory regarding him killing his family potentially and 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 all of that so um <clears throat> it could be something to explore i don't know we'll see um all right next up uh admiral count pepto what is going on man um, with the Acolyte series being set at the end of the High Republic, do you guys think it's possible we may see Darth Plagueis, now here we go, as a character that shows up at the end of the series, or even a young Sheev? Also, anything else originally think the High Republic was going to be about death sticks? Just kidding. <laughs> um, oh, I get it. High Republic smoke, I get it. Count Pepto. Bring in the haymakers. Um, I'm going to let you do this one, John. Go ahead. I, I don't think so. I think it's going to end too far before Sheev was born. Um, and I don't know if they want to do that. Like, we're setting this new era so far before the prequels that only Yoda's going to be around because he has to because of his age. Um, if they were like going to tie it to the prequels and the original saga with Plagueis, it would just be like, here we go again. Like, we couldn't, mm-hmm. we couldn't, not, we couldn't help ourselves. Mm-hmm. We had to do it. So I, I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. What do you guys think? Leave Palpatine out of things. He's he's got a. What about what if it was just Plagueis? Mm, I don't know. I I, mm, <laughs> I have no idea. I'm gonna pass on this one. All right. I first um, question I've ever passed on ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of did the math here, so. If if Palpatine is about let's say fifty, uh, Phantom Menace, then he was born about fifty years previous to that, and the the species that Plagueis is in legends at least they live about a hundred years, or it says over a hundred years, but I'd imagine just a little bit over. Um, so that puts it back like a hundred and fifty years if they're just on like the absolute tail ends of stuff. Um, and the High Republic is about two hundred years. However, the most interesting part of this is we don't know when the High Republic ends. The High Republic technically could have ended because Palpatine says in Phantom Menace that the Republic has stood for over a thousand years. That includes the era of High Republic in that. 
So he's considering High Republic as part of what they've been for the past while. It's not like a new thing. They just kind of changed the yeah, name, I guess. Right. Um, but it's all been the Republic the whole time. So theoretically, the High Republic ended three days before Phantom Menace. We have no clue. Yeah. So, All I heard was so, when, when so you were maybe? giving your answer, James, I couldn't help but hear the High Republic leaves San Francisco going 80 miles per hour. And then, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> at what point um, do Plagueis and the High Republic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, I mean, my thought is they say it takes place at the end of the High Republic and everybody goes, okay, cool. Um, so we know when that takes place. And I was like, ah, it really takes place anywhere between mm-hmm. 200 and and um phantom menace you know right right 200 years before in phantom menace because we don't know when the end of the high republic is if that's the case then absolutely they could do exactly what you're saying plagueis and uh you know rising the the sith yeah um up and kind of taking over the the structure of the dark side it could be maybe maybe palpatine is the acolyte no get him out of (laughs) oh no he probably wouldn't be because it's a female-based show <laughs> yeah. and it's all new characters. Yeah. It's just Palpatine so. with a wig on. No. Yeah. <laughs> Someone listening to the podcast was like, no. When I said that, they're like, that's stupid. It's Nor- so they, they, they Norman Bates Palpatine where he uh, takes over the personality of his mother. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right. That'd be funny if Palpatine ran a motel. And uh, like that was his first job. Um, all right, so Admiral, it's him and and Holdo next to the. He's next to a deli. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. Um, and one of their uh, signature sandwiches is the Holdo maneuver, and it's just uh, it, it's uh, it not it knocks the wind out of you, knocks the sound right out of everything. Uh, Admiral Darth Kavi, what is going on? What's up? Uh, no more John Williams. So wh- who scores Rogue Squadron? would love to hear your picks. I, I, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to go with uh, n- nobody Nobody of, um, uh, like, it's not going to be like a Hans Zimmer like like uh, Patty Jenkins has been using for Wonder Woman. It'll be somebody who can do kind of what a John Powell did because Rogue Squadron does carry a lot of nostalgia with it in terms of what it is. So I think you're going to want that more traditional style of Star Wars scoring with that. Um, so I think it'll be some composer who just gets the he- uh, gig of a lifetime, but we don't know who that is. That's my I opinion. think it's going to be Michael Giacchino. Giacchino. I always say it wrong. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Gi- I think it's... <laughs> yeah. Gi- I always say it wrong, I think too. it's Giacchino. I think that's how he says it. I think he's going to do it. He His Rogue One soundtrack is perfect. His Coco soundtrack is perfect. He's like, I will Everything only do Star Wars movies if the word Rogue is in it. If it has Rogue in it, <laughs> I'm in. I'm out. Yeah. I, I take it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think, right. James? Um yeah. for me, I I I think you use who you know. And I went to Wonder Woman eighty four because it was the closest thing and it said Hans Zimmer and I was like, it's bold. Um, but you know, he is a notable name. That's possible. But then I went and I looked at the original Wonder Woman, and that is Rupert Gregson Williams, who I do not know. But if you look at his uh, track record, he also did Aquaman. Mm. Um, so he is kind of built into the DC standalone thing. Um, and 
I, I, I don't know. I guess I was kind of like, That's you know, this would be one of those things that like when they announce this person, you go, who's that? And then you go look and you're like, oh, obviously he did the first Wonder Woman. He also did Aquaman. Okay. I, I can buy into this. Um, um, I think he can hold his own. And I think that's just elevating someone that she's worked with in the past to a new level. Um, and it's not like he can't handle it because he's obviously done two major blockbusters um, in this whole like nerd culture world as well. So if I had to guess and somebody you probably don't know is getting a shot, that's who I'm going with. That's a good pick. That's uh, well, well logically founded, James. It, uh, it was well logiced. Well, logic. I feel like Spock. What's next? Wrong uh, <gasps> franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sooner Thrawn, a uh, commander on Patreon. What is up, man? Uh, will Rogue Squadron take place before or after the sequels? After. Here we go. I think after. <laughs> James? Is this? I, I don't know. I was waiting after. for John to pop we in. I said after. I said after. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to, to go quickly, we already talked about this. I... I don't know. I'm okay with the idea that it is before. I just think that they're, we've talked numerous times about how they're leaving that post for the next thing, the mm-hmm. next movie. We're not touching that. We're not telling any stories after that. Um, so since it's another movie, I think they're just going to play in an era like Rogue One played in between movies and Solo played in between movies and Rogue Squadron's going to play in between movies. That's just the way I think that it'll probably play out. Right. Interesting. Uh, last question in Ask the Resistance. Commander Kibbles and Sith, how are you? <laughs> Love your name, always. Do you think the holiday special with Ray training Finn is foreshadowing what's to come? I think they may have included that for a reason. I, I said that in my review. I think that's, you know, even though it's a non-canon and it's a very loosey-goosey crazy thing, I think that was their way of saying, like, yes, you know, we uh, it, the natural progression from Finn... Uh, coming out of the Rise of Skywalker, where he was force sensitive and all that stuff, uh, pointed to him training to become a Jedi. It was almost like to ease fans a little bit, and that sort of. Even though Boyega wasn't involved, right, were you guys similar on that, or where you guys at with that? Yeah, hundred percent. I think that they showed that and got approval to show that because that's where it was going. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that that is that Ray is training Finn. That just seems obvious. They're, the war is over. He's force sensitive. She's a Jedi and there's nothing else to do. I mean, I, I would just imagine that she surely would be showing him some stuff. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's a clue to the future direction of, of uh, episode 10 or, or whatever. I mean, I mean, if it is, then yeah, that didn't that seem obvious, but I don't think they're like, I don't think it was dropped in there specifically to tease tease that, if you will. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it would definitely be weird then if they didn't pursue it, because then it would make fans even more angry. Be like, you just showed us him with the lightsaber. Um, all right. So that's it for that. We are going to head into our Patreon pod race right now. Uh, hey. It's, uh, yeah. Hey. Just real quick, because this just happened as we were recording, so you can time span this. I just saw somebody online tweet it out that the background for a new Chinese Star Wars novel, The Vow of the Silver Dawn, a Chinese exclusive novel, takes place in the High Republic, which we knew, but a new image that they just dropped says that uh, the High Republic lasts up to 50 years before The Phantom Menace. 
50 years before which is very 50 years before what the we were just Man? talking about mm-hmm. a few minutes ago yeah so i'm not i'm not confirming that now i'm just seeing what i'm seeing in front of me but this thing says that the high republic lasts 50 years before the phantom menace and then there's 50 years where hmm. it's something different why are you scrolling why are you scrolling the web while we're trying to have conversations <laughs> it po- it i it, john it's called a notification it just popped up <laughs> All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us, and you've supported us so much this year, so thank you so much. You can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN. You can follow us on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. You can like this video, subscribe, comment, etc. on YouTube. Or, if you want more than that, including being part of a big community that we've grown uh, on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Happening starting today until the end of the year, if you join at the commander level or higher, you get a high-quality metallic, it's really cool, like, it's really shiny, uh, Grogu mini print. We had these commissioned, it's super cool, original art, Uh, you get one of those. If you sign up before the end of the year, it's our thank you to you guys. So anybody at the commander level or higher gets one as well. So this section is for our generals, our top tier to be a part of the show where uh, we ask them a question. They give an answer. So before I get started, I'm just going to say thank you to our generals. So thank you, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, John Reese. Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Bethany, Russ Harbison, Kendall Gelnar, Paul Olson, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for all your support this year, including all the rest of the patrons. This time, our question goes out to General Andrew. He's the end of the year, and we asked him, out of all the newly announced upcoming Star Wars projects, which are you most excited about right now and why? So, Andrew, take it away. Hey, guys. Uh, so the Alkalite series is the one that really piqued my interest when it was announced uh, on the investor call last week. Um, it was kind of a fascinating story within the Aftermath books that was just lightly touched on. And uh, I think it's an interesting area to explore some of the Sith, potentially, or uh, some of their followers. I think it could be a, a very interesting story, something that really has been touched on much in live action or animation. And I think it would be really fascinating if they could find a way to kind of connect that to um, the Aftermath novels and obviously uh, finding out about uh, what happens within the High Republic era. So um, that's all I got for you guys. I appreciate it. hope everybody has a happy holidays and may the Force be with you all. All right, Andrew. Thank you so much. Love your mug. Porgs are my favorite. Uh, oh, yeah. So, John, what did you think of his answer? Is, <laughs> is that your answer? <laughs> Showing the mug to the audio people? <laughs> yeah. Are you muted? I think John is muted, so he's probably... <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I was, I was... Sorry, let me try that again. Cheers. Was there sound effects or something? Cheers, Andrew. <laughs> Uh, right. Yeah. I was like, uh, oh, sh- it's a cheers. This all makes sense now. I was like, he's showing the mug to the audio people. <laughs> I, I had yeah. to. It's funny. I had to cough and I muted my mic and I forgot. Uh, all right. So, Andrew, um, yeah, cheers, buddy. Love the mug. Um, uh, surprised by your answer because usually you're a light side guy. 
Uh, but going with the dark side uh, uh, potential with the Acolyte, I like that because you're right, it is fresh. It's something they haven't really done in live action or animation yet. Um, could be very interesting. Uh, so I think that is a cool answer. I am very intrigued by this show. Uh, I did like Russian Doll. Uh, I thought that was a good show by Leslie Headland. And oh yeah, I want to watch. Yeah, it. seeing her do Star Wars, um, I, I I know that uh, she knows how to run a show. So that's very important, especially with you know past production issues they've had and all that sort of thing. But make great answer. Thanks for all your support this year, man. I uh, uh, hope you have happy holidays as well. And as always, you know we'll see you, buddy. James. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. And, um, in a way I'm not surprised. Uh, I know you were talking light side, dark side. That's true. That's not normally you, Andrew, but also when I look at all the slates of the other shows, and I think we talked about this like last Monday, but, uh, you know, Rangers of the new Republic and Ahsoka and all that stuff. That's kind of like Mandalorian and Lando. That's kind of like solo. And you know, all these other shows, they're kind of similar to other properties. The acolyte is different it feels very different it feels like it could be something really cool that's in something an era that we haven't seen because even though it's high republic like we were talking about it's that's new fresh and like that's all that's books and comics and stuff most people haven't even seen that or read that so it doesn't really tie into something we've already seen before and that's why it's a, a very curious show i think it's a good answer yeah great answer andrew i'm super excited for the show too i think like you said it's just it's new it's different we haven't seen it before and i mean anything dark side is just super fun even though they're terrible people and they like do terrible things there's something like really thrilling about it um but thank you so much for your answer thank you for supporting us you're one of the best fans yes. out there we really appreciate it um i love your collection and i can't wait to see what you add to it next year um happy holidays so now we're gonna head to me one last time this year for resistance transmissions. Lacey? Thanks, Lacey. <laughs> it's been a great year. <laughs> All right. So, I have, as a you guys new, know, I, have a, I have a New Year's resolution I'd like to put out there. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> so, for resistance transmissions, as you guys know, every week John puts out a crazy, wacky situation. But because it's the end of the year, uh, we didn't go wacky this time. And I know what it is because we discussed it, but I don't know what you guys said. So hopefully I don't cry. (laughs) All right. The situation was, what was your favorite moment from the podcast this year? Uh, And that's pretty much it. Uh, So let's get started. All right. So first up is Rachel at R-A-W-Y-L-D, who said, when you did the campaign for Make Solo to Happen and it trended on Twitter. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Uh, it looks like we're doing it again that. in 2021, but we got to keep it going for Jonas. Number one in the world, and we broke the year before's record. Uh, the only thing that was higher was it was on Memorial Day, some hashtag Memorial Day, but top trending topic on the planet. Makes it all too happen. Kathleen Kennedy, you're listening. And you're in the top three trends two years in a row. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Next up is Qui-Gon Bren. Ooh, I see what you did there. At Qui-Gon Bren, who said, Not a moment, but just discovering the podcast itself. You three have brought me so much joy just listening to your Star Wars talks, jokes, and debates. (laughs) Are you sure about the debate part? Uh, Multiple episodes a week is great for my daily commute, and I really look forward to every Monday and Thursday morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. That's so nice. I still question your debate part. I don't know if you really like that. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) Do you? Do you? 
Are you sure? I don't think you do, Lacey. (laughs) (laughs) Next is Rick at RickZ's88. And Rick said, solo watch along. That was super fun. Honorable Mm. mentions. Borat jokes. No, do not encourage these, Rick. (laughs) Taylor Gray interview. And each time we play, who are you? Thank you, James, John, and Lacey. May the force be with you always. Oh, thanks, Rick. Great success. The the watch along was definitely just so, so fun. Yeah, that was an interesting thing when we decided to do, because we normally do all that stuff. If you guys liked the commentaries, we do them on our Patreon, and they're there, and you can watch ones Mm -hmm. we've done in the Mm -hmm. past. But we decided to do that one as a community thing um, once we hit that goal, and it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Next is OT Nix at This Is Nix. Hi, Nix. And Nix wrote, your commitment to putting out shows every week helped to keep my spirits up during such a turbulent year. You have been the light to help me make it through some weeks and work's been so tough. I work in healthcare. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Nix, for everything that you do. Um, My favorite moment, definitely, she put that in caps, uh, your solo watch party. Love you, TRB. Thank you. Thank you, Nix. Yay. That means a lot. Solo watch party. You might have to do more watch parties. Next is Alex Zukas at Zubaka. Hey, Alex. Alex wrote, the virtual cantinas were so fun, even though we never have met. Just having a drink or three <laughs> with you guys <laughs> made me feel like we've been friends for a while. Can't wait to attend more cantinas and meet at Celebration 2022. Oh, yeah. Cheers. I can't yeah. believe we have to wait till 2022. Uh, yeah. May the force be yeah. with you. The virtual cantinas were definitely a highlight for me this year. It came out of a wine-filled evening by myself in my house during quarantine. <laughs> so I'm glad what? people... But what, what, if Alex hangs out with us at Celebration, he will know that I definitely would have more than three drinks, especially if it was the Saturday night at the Ark Bar. Yeah, <laughs> and so does security. Security knows that too. Oh, all let's right. all come I, down. Yeah. Next, I, is- I love the I love the virtual cantina stuff because I I I have always like we do the Patreon pod race where the generals get a chance to come on the show and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I think that that stems from our love of being able to include people in the show, like resistance transmissions mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff. So somehow that craziness that is like, why don't we just let a bunch of people come on the show all at once? (laughs) Yeah, turned into something uh, that was really cool and apparently something that a lot of people uh, needed. So we'll have to do more of them. All right. Next is JG from Space at JG from Space. And they said, my favorite podcast moment of the year has got to be the solo watch party. That night was so fun. So much fun, and it made me love the film even more. Thanks for all that you do for Star Wars community. May the oh, force be go. with you. Awesome. People really love the, lo- <laughs> the watch party. Mando- I, love that he, I love that he said it made him love the film even more. That that means a lot to us. Uh, yeah, that's sure. really great. Next is Mando with no name at Mando with no name. Why no name? Uh, hashtag make Solo 2 happen day was awesome. And when y'all had Eunice Huthard on the show, dude, so good. Y'all provide the Star Wars fandom with such a great and positive escape. I only, I hope I can one day make it on the show. You just did. You just did. <laughs> you yeah. have the great work. You just Jeremy. did. <laughs> <laughs> Eunice was great. Next is Gabri- uh, Gabrielle Harmon at Gabby Harm. I love that, Gabby Harm. Uh, I don't know why, but I loved when you gave a secret word at the end of the podcast. <laughs> I was part of a secret <laughs> club. Uh, why would anyone not stay till the end? Some of the funniest moments happen then. Love you guys. Thanks for making 2020, 2020, oh my gosh, more bearable. Good point. Good point. You guys make this all worth it, honestly. Uh, Next is Danny at Chibigon89. And Danny said, the interview with Eunice was fantastic. The energy that she portrayed in the Tros documentary really came through in your interview. Special shout out to the virtual cantina as well. 
<laughs> Eunice, I think one of my favorite stories of this year from guests and or like on the show was her talking about <laughs> how they avoided Adam Driver with the stunt guy in the suit. And they were like, we had to push him out the door, like, get out of here before Adam gets here because they were so afraid. Um, Every time I was ever in England and, and like Mark Newbold is like the same way, their their language just in general is so like fluently different than ours that every time they say just even a simple sentence or a simple concept, you're like, I just love everything that you just said. Yes. And I think it was like, an hour and a half of that. It's mm -hmm. like, I just love listening to your mind get from where you are to where you need to be. Uh, yeah. And the words that you chose to get there my, is just like fascinating. My favorite line of hers is in any language when she said, um, what's, how can, how can you get any better than having your legs wrapped around Pierce Brosnan? <laughs> I thought that was so, and it was early I mean, in the interview. It's not, that's a, when, it's not a lie. <laughs> that's when I knew it was going to be a good interview. So yeah. <laughs> Do you want to have your arms or your legs wrapped around Thrawn? <laughs> Depends. Is it Pierce Brosnan? That's what he Next, <laughs> Next is Tony Rossi at Tony Rossi Media. Back. Back again. Uh, strikes back. All right. So he said, I have two. Oh, okay. One, Clayton Sandell revealing his make sold to have insured at the end of the episode. That was I a big love promise. how he kept that a secret from us. We had no wow. idea. I forgot that that was this year. I know it feels like yeah, forever, that's, but yeah. it was such a good moment. Uh, two, when you recited Star Wars lines sounding like characters from my cousin Vitty, <laughs> my, my <laughs> Harley Quinn. <laughs> I forgot about that too. We went on for like I saw, five minutes. I saw Anakin. I saw Anakin with his lightsaber killing youths. Yeah, killing two youths. <laughs> what were we even saying? We were just saying like stupid lines. What's your grit? Harlequin yeah. voice. Uh, next is JJ Morris at Above Average AVG Jedi. <laughs> That's funny. He said, uh, "I my number one has to be the Taylor Gray interview. I'm the kind of feel-good, uplifting discussion that Star Wars was meant to inspire. Runner-up, cultural importance episode back when the pandemic started. Love your perspectives. Mm. Honorable mention, John's never-ending supply of dad jokes. Do not celebrate those, JJ. Do not. How dare you? All right. <laughs> Next is... Next is M. Wilson at M. Wookie Warrior. Hey, M. Wilson. This is our solo guy. He loves solo. Uh, favorite moment of this year was the interview with Jonas on Mank Solo to Avenday, which made me very yeah. happy at a stressful time. A close second was the solo watch party. <laughs> Thank you for bringing so much positivity to this community all year. Can't wait to see what 2021 brings. Neither can we. We're Buckle really excited. Up, baby. <laughs> Next is Matt O'Donnell at MJ O'Donnell or MJ underscore O'Donnell who said, Borat impressions for sure. So glad I found this podcast. Each episode is the highlight of my week. Very you guys nice. are killing me with the Borat and dad jokes. Like, <laughs> come on. All right. And then last but not least is Kyle B. Kyle B. At Luke's Green Saber. And Kyle said, this is a paragraph. In a year of many disappointments, TRB has been anything but disappointing. So many great moments, but I think my first instinct is to say the Eunice Huthart interview that had me interested in belly laughing throughout. We were all dying, too. We couldn't even, like, ask her questions. Uh, making Adam Driver's driver stunt double hide. 
<laughs> to keep him from getting mad was gold, but sincerely, thank you so much for not only just keeping the regular podcast going this year, but also giving us so much additional content as well, like the virtual cantinas. You three make this awful year a lot more fun. I'll always be in your corner. TRB forever. Thanks, Kyle. I agree Man. that that Adam story. Oh my, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard on this podcast than the Adam story where she's like, you gotta get out of here. <laughs> that anyway, one, yeah. we're gonna now go back to John to close out the show. Kyle, you almost got me, buddy. Almost got me. The whole <laughs> be in our corner thing. Dude, almost got me. We appreciate Did it. you think his real name was Luke's green lightsaber? Huh? What? No, never mind. <laughs> John always and goes way to get way to get your handle, and you almost got him. He almost thought your name was actually Luke's green saber. Oh, wow! That's, uh, yeah. Ending this show on a high for twenty twenty. Uh, no, no, um, uh, I, I do want to thank everybody for for listening and watching and uh, being a part of the resistance. Make sure you do subscribe to the show, as Lacey said before, on, on your preferred podcast app. We're pretty much on all the main podcast apps. So wherever you like to get your podcasts, make sure you're subscribed because we uh, might be taking a break soon. We are taking next might? week. Off. We, well, yeah, we are taking next week off for the first time in forever, I think. So I think um, we, it's like two years. Yeah. And we well, you know, we're still going to be posting some stuff, but the episodes we're taking a week off um, for the holidays. Um, but we're, we're coming right back at you with two episodes a week in the new year. So make sure to subscribe or if you uh, prefer YouTube, obviously we're on here as well. Uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, all great stuff over there every day. Uh, the Mando Fan Show will return Friday night, January 8th with the Make Solo 2 Happen t-shirt wearing Clayton Sandell. Uh, we're going to recap Season 2 and close out the Mando Co. giveaway contest by giving you your last number and letting you know how to win. And someone may very well win and be announced live on that show. We're very excited to give that away to you. Um, Lacey, did, you, did we want to uh, mention the while we're talking about jewelry brands? Yeah, so today's the last day you can enter those giveaways that we announced last week for jewelry brands, the last one of the year. So you have a chance on Twitter to win a Mandalorian 3D uh, steel ring. It's super, super cool. It's like one of the coolest things we've given away. And then um, on Instagram, you can win some Grogu merch swag with a four set of pins. So you're ready to go next year when season three comes back. Oh, yeah. Grogu. Um, Okay. This Thursday is Christmas Eve, and we have a special little treat for you. Instead of a normal TRB episode, we're going to be doing a commentary of the Lego Star Wars holiday special. So, uh, (laughs) hey, kick off your unusual Christmas season and Christmas year on Christmas Eve with us and either watch the holiday special uh with us or listen to it we'll make sure there's an audio version available too but either way we're putting out a commentary of that lego star wars holiday special and uh that's our little treat on christmas eve to you because we uh we work hard like the like the little elves right correct however if you don't if you miss us (laughs) correct if if you're correct just like the little elves if (laughs) if you are going to miss us then you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast and we will be putting out content during the week yeah and there are no normal episodes right that is true uh and um yeah i guess that's about it so uh you guys can find me on twitter at johnny hoey and at starwarsnewsnet.com james 
uh, Twitter and Instagram at Myrochunks. Happy holidays, guys. Lacey? Uh, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin, and I just want to say thank you for spending the year with us. We appreciate all your support. It means so much to us. This year has been so hard on all three of us, um, but from my own personal perspective, really hard on me. So I really appreciate all your kind words and support and everything, and hopefully we do awesome stuff in 2021 that you guys want to stick around. I think you should, but yeah. free country, I guess. <laughs> 2021 should be uh, an even bigger year for us um, in a lot of ways. So we're really excited to get that going. But uh, yeah, we hope everyone is having a great holiday. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody uh, celebrating this coming Friday and obviously Thursday with us. And uh, we will be back. We are taking a little time off. But if you do want the Patreon, check that out. But otherwise, uh, as always, see you next year. You could say it. You just did. Oh, we will see you next year, kids. Bye. Yay! <laughs>